Love Talk Radio. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Jeff Shackelford. He's currently the executive director of Digital Sandbox KC. Kansas City's Digital Sandbox is also known as a proof of concept center, and it was launched in February 2013. We're going to let Jeff talk to you more about that, of course. And he, he has a really unique and diverse professional background that he brings to all of this. He has a rare combination of Fortune 100 enterprise experience, and he couples that with entrepreneurial startup and early stage ventures that includes a successful track record in capital fundraising of over $500 million. Welcome to the show today, Jeff. Oh, great to be here. So I promised everybody that you are going to tell them about Digital Sandbox. What is the the premise of Digital Sandbox? What was it designed to do when it launched in February 2013? Well, we, we are, um, I guess, the easiest way is a proof of concept, but we're a very early, early stage proof of concept. And I consciously throw, throw in two earlies because depending on who you're talking to in the entrepreneurial community, early stage can mean a lot of different yes. things. But we're, we're really working with folks at the idea – uh, maybe not even have created that that first version of any product or service, mm-hmm. um, trying to move them forward. Um, what we found was there seemed to be a gap in the ecosystem here in Kansas City. If you had an idea and had done some work around it and trying to move forward, and maybe you don't have the right friends and family, or as I like to say, friends, family, and mm-hmm. fools, you know, to go <laughs> find some some early stage proof of concept funds, uh, which are very difficult to do, we could fill the gap. We set out to improve the, the, the quantity as well as the quality of very early stage entrepreneurs because if we can't get those folks moving forward, then they'll never get to the point of commercialization. So we, we fill a gap of let's take your idea, um, help you find out if there's a market for it, help you get that first viable sort of minimal viable product built, find some beta customers, and move you forward significantly towards commercialization. So basically, who's eligible? I mean, if I wake up one morning and I have an idea and I know about a digital sandbox, can I just come on over and talk with somebody or um, is there more to it than that? Well, I'd say absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I tell most people I meet who say, you know, I'm always running into people who say they have business ideas. Well, the easy answer is just tell them to reach out to me, um, whether they're, um, you know, we focus the digital part of digital sandboxes. We focus on those ideas that do have somewhat of a significant um, information technology component. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of mobile apps, a lot of web-based um, sure. uh, web platforms, and so on. It doesn't have to be either of those, but it does have to need to have some IT around it. We won't do pure manufacturing. We mm-hmm. won't get involved with pharma research or those things, mostly because they take more money than, than we have available to help folks move forward. Um, but other than that, we tell them, come forward. What we've ended up seeing over the last couple of years is we connect people as much as we fund anything for them. Right. And a lot of them just need to be connected to the right organization. You know, we're blessed here in Kansas City to have easily 230 or 40 entities who want to work with uh, entrepreneurs oh, and early stage companies. Yeah. 
So how do I find out? You know, if you're not in the community, you're confused. Where do I go? Right. Which one's the best one? I hear all these these different places and names, and we try to sort it out and say, you know what, this would be the best starting point for you. The other thing about the sandbox we like is you may come in and actually apply. Um, we're going to give you pretty honest and direct feedback, and, and we've seen um, about 350 presentations since we launched in February 2013. Um, we funded 76 to date, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of people we've said, we're not sure you're ready yet, but here's why, and we give them some very specifics. They're welcome to come back. But flip that on its head, that's still a significant number that you have funded. Yeah, if you, uh, I, I think it was the... Um, the Kansas City uh, EDC, who did some research at one time, I think it was last year in, in uh, 2015, something like 60% of the early stage project funding came from the sandbox. Mm-hmm. So again, that was the gap um, that that was um, identified. found, mm-hmm. identified, and we said, can we fill it? And so we're working hard to stay in the, in that space. You know, we do have a great ecosystem here. So. Um, as successful as the sandbox has been, there's a tendency, can we do more? Can we do more? Well, you know what? There's other entities to hand them off to. If you look at right. that, heading down that path towards commercialization, mm-hmm. we want to fill our spot, move you forward. As I tell people, I'm in the business of putting my hand in people's back and shoving them forward and getting them over a speed bump. But if they don't get over this one, they never get to the next one. Right. And then they never get in business. And we are purely about how do we help get these people close and closer to commercialization to raise funds, equity investment, to go create jobs? We're an economic development engine. We don't take equity in the companies. They don't pay us back for the project funding. It's about moving forward and creating jobs in the Kansas City area. Um, We did an impact study uh, late uh, the third quarter of this year. We've created about 360 organically grown jobs in the city. And I say the city, I mean the big city, the big metro area, that wouldn't exist. And that's what we're here for. The, our funders um, are in the business of getting and creating jobs. Yeah, and they've got a pretty decent payroll, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, several million dollars, I believe, close yep. to 10. Yep. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, well, you mentioned that you funded 70-some companies, but of those, or 70-some ideas, and of those, how many have turned into bona fide companies? Well, we kind of... Um, I would say all of those have turned into bona fide okay. companies. Now, uh, when we did the impact study in third quarter of 2016, we had completed 65 projects, or 65 companies had created projects. Mm-hmm. Of those, 49 had raised their first round of equity, which is 75%, which, you know, yeah. I found, uh, 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 past performance is no indication of future promises, right? Um, but that's unbelievable for this early stage. And collectively, it's $28 million in equity investment in early early stage entities. So clearly um, for us, the secret sauce for the Sandbox is really the evaluating team that we have, which is made up of folks who deal with early stage entrepreneurs on a regular basis. You know, you come in, you give us a 10 minute pitch, we give you followed by 20 minutes of Q&A, and then we try to decide, are you at a point where we can significantly move you forward? This team is phenomenal at sort of picking those that Mm -hmm. are ready uh, and suggesting to the others what they need to do to come back. So if we can keep that that percentage up, I'll be thrilled. Yeah, well, you just answered one of my questions. Uh, This application process that you talk about, obviously, you you go through that, and then the next step is you go in front of a team. Uh, What's this team like? Uh, made up of people, uh, you know, Rick Vaughn of mm-hmm. the Enterprise Center uh, sure. in Johnson County and the direct, or the managing director for the Mid-America Angels, Kelly Preneau with Women's mm-hmm. Capital Connection. Um, we've got a couple of folks from the SBTDC, the Small Business Technology Development Center. <laughs> took, well, yeah, which took me months <laughs> to learn uh, that acronym. We've got a couple of folks who are um, kind of angel investors in their own right. So it's a really good mix uh, uh, of diverse folks 
who just have have a history of working with very early stage. Mm-hmm. Um, we found without that history, sometimes it's difficult to sort of look for um, mm-hmm. certain traits and certain tendencies. Um, so that that's those guys have done a those folks have done a terrific job of really um, being willing to to give time because it's all on a volunteer basis. We see across any given quarter of a of a year. We'll, on six Wednesdays of a quarter, we'll see between 18 and 22 applicants for that quarter, and then we'll decide at the end of the quarter which ones do we think we could make a significant difference with. Okay. Uh, we have no preset number, so we yeah. we may fund a project for two. We may fund a project for six. Um, maximum project funding out of the sandbox is $25,000, so again, we're not throwing hundreds of thousands right. at any one company. We're throwing a little bit at a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the volume business, as, as the saying goes. <laughs> we throw a lot of spaghetti on the wall, and mm-hmm. we hope those that stick that, you know, the goal would be in three to five years, who is, uh, who's the freight quotes, right. who's the perceptive softwares, who eventually turns into mm-hmm. Cerner and so on. As you know, our largest uh, private employers in this city, nearly all of them started here. So yes. we've got to get the next generation going. And we're seeing it. I mean, you know, the iVerify story is oh, just unbelievable. Oh, wonderful story, yeah. Um, exactly what we, what we need at this time. Um, Toby's done a great job. You know, the technology came out of UMKC, mm-hmm. went through the whiteboard to boardroom program. You know, Toby used all the resources he could here in town. And, and in four short years, we're, you know, we've got um, $100 million investment. And what I love is it's the first U.S. investment from you know the parent Alibaba, right. and it was made in Kansas City. Absolutely. So that's a story we should be screaming over. And I told someone, I'm just going to say it so much to when I see people, they'll say, please don't tell me again. <laughs> but that's what we have to do because yes. um, you know we 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 got the momentum. But the question is, how do you keep it? How do you you know we cannot feel as though we've plateaued. We have to feel like there's another level always. Exactly. Uh, and I think we're seeing it. Yeah. Oh, we we definitely are. Do you follow these companies at all? Do you provide additional assistance, or is that at a point where you hand them off to some of the other uh, partners that you have? How does that work? Um, I think the answer would be yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> okay. We do follow them. We're not on a time frame, mm-hmm. so we're not kind of um, we're not a ninety day program or uh, anything along those lines. What we tell them is, any resource that you think we can provide at any time, please mm-hmm. reach out. Um, we spent. I spent a great deal of time getting them prepared to raise money. Most of these folks sure. don't have that kind of experience, so learning to properly pitch and and, and so on and get get things ready, because that's the next step for us. We know that that most of these need resources, and raising money allows you to have resources. Yes. Most of those resources tend to be people, and so it's terrific because that's what we're trying to create. Um, we're collaborative with everyone, so some of them have come out of an incubator, a uh, 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 Spark Lab, a Think Big, uh, Beta Blocks, any of those. Mm-hmm. Some of them may go into one or, or another. Um, we, we did a partnership with the Scholar Program at UMKC. Um, I try to work closely uh, all the way to, to like things like Blue Valley Caps. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the great ideas come from don't know any age limit, don't know any race, don't know any socioeconomic, don't know any geography. They come from everywhere. Yeah, you've got a very diverse group. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got, uh, as as these things go, you have a pretty large percentage of women yes. and minorities uh, yeah. that are participating in this. So, And, and you know, somebody asked me, how did, how did you do that? <clears throat> and I would tell you, it wasn't, you know, we didn't set out. We didn't, set, you know, state a mission that we need X percent to be um, in any category. I think what we worked hard was, how can we make it as um, comfortable 
and um, if there's such you know non-intimidating yeah. to come forward. So your question earlier of you know how do how, how do people find the sandbox? I tell everyone I meet when you hear somebody's a business idea, just send them my way. Um, there's a lot of my seat that don't fit the sandbox, but we'll get them handed to somebody, sure. right? And um, I tell folks I'm in the business of getting everybody in business any way, shape, or form we can. So I think what we saw was that worked. People felt like. Um, they don't need to be at some preconceived stage. They don't need to be in a very specific area. Um, it's come forward. We'll get you to these resources. Now, I have to credit, you know, I have great feeder organizations from KC SourceLink mm-hmm. and the SBTDCs and all these other programs. And so I spent a great deal of time making sure that, that they understood you can send send us anyone. We're never going to say, why did you send them our way? Right, We're right. going to say, how do we help you move forward? Um, you know, I have somebody early on who said they had the greatest tartar sauce in the world if they could just come to the sandbox and get money to build it. I said, well, you know, it may be the greatest tartar sauce in the world, but I got to get you independence because the Innovation Center right. has a full commercial kitchen, and that's the best place for you. Exactly. And that's a great story, I think, of what happens here in Kansas City is, you know, one of our strengths is the collaboration is um, nobody viewed the sandbox as stepping on their toes mm-hmm. or are they going to take potential clients away? It was more, how do I use it how how do we use it to maximize the existing resources we have? So it's been it's been um, it's just been a blast for me. Um, I really enjoy helping in any way, shape I can to help them get over that next step. Because as you know, becoming an entrepreneur is sort of like um, I tell people it's like I'm going to give you this really big rock and this small ball peen hammer, and I'm going to ask you to just chip away, and I hope nothing flies in your eyes. And then one day you're going to step back and hope that you go, wow, I turned it into this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's a it's a cumbersome, lengthy, oh, it is. Um, yeah. often struggling process, but the rewards um, are, are for different people. The rewards, different things are their rewards, but it's so meaningful. And from from our from my standpoint, having spent my entire life in about a forty five mile radius here in Can- in the Metro Kansas City, it's about regenerating the economy over and over and over. Right. Yeah, that regeneration is key. You talked about the number of jobs that have been created and the payroll of just under 10 million, the new companies that have been launched. What about the products themselves? How many of these ideas have actually turned into products and what kinds of products are you seeing? Well, you know, as I mentioned, we kind of focus on the IT side, Mm -hmm. though though I do need to throw in, um, in July of this year, we launched an energy sandbox. So now we're Mm -hmm. encouraging people with any energy idea whatsoever. So, um, uh, you know, I used to joke about solar-powered Christmas lights, you know, and why do I have to string the <laughs> extension cords out? But anything from, uh, you know, uh, batteries that go in electric cars to you think you've got a way to turn your vents on and off at home, that the range is huge. So we want to see if we can stimulate the same kind of volume in the energy space because we've got some great companies here who, who, who work in that space. Right. Um, uh, our sponsor there was Great Plains, the parent company to um, KCP&L, sure. who said, mm-hmm. we want to see what's out there. Um, and so uh, the IT space that the digital sandbox plays in, um, all of those companies, when they launch, have a product or service, if you will. Um, and it ranges from, uh, well, Shot Tracker, yes, uh, those with guys with Ross, the sure. wearable device um, to track makes and misses and so on in, in, mm-hmm. in basketball and any other sport probably soon, to um, we've had folks who, who um, for migraine sufferers, um, have an, uh, medical algorithms that will combine the atmos- current atmos- atmospheric conditions with your daily activity to be able to predict with a very high degree that you're probably going to have a migraine coming, so take preventative steps. So in that case, they didn't have the technical background 
to build it. Mm-hmm. So they come to the sandbox and say, look, we've proven the medical algorithm side, but how do we put this thing on a phone? Right, right. Um, and so that's where we step in and help them. So um, all of those um, – well, I shouldn't say that. The last four that we funded were completing their projects, so their their products would not be to market. But the 65 that we last did the impact study on all have their their products in the market. So, and it's a huge it's a huge variance of of what they do from um, a company like Claim Jockey that helps um, mm-hmm. uh, com- uh, those with long term care plans for the elderly actually get paid through those plans right. to Aware Three guys write mobile apps for mm-hmm. churches. Yeah. Which sounds crazy, but they've really got a great niche. They've really established themselves and are doing quite well. But again, uh, such a range. It uh, is. It, they all have technology or IT at their core, but the applications are, are so diverse and so vast. Uh, some people argue that the health, the entrepreneurial health of a community can be traced back to the number of patents. That uh, First of all, do you agree with that? And second of all, are you seeing any patents come out of this uh, group? Uh, we are. Um, and actually, you should have the number with me, but I don't think I do. We've had, we've, oh yeah, we have, we've had six patents awarded. We've got 55, uh, kind of in that pending pending mm-hmm. stage. Um, you know, I don't know if I agree with the statement. I think, I think in those communities that may be um, uh, built around research institutes, mm-hmm. um, it may be more important. But when you look at the software side of the house. Um, Patenting code doesn't really protect much, right? Yeah. I mean, change a comma, change a line here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, as, as much as I think they're welcome and, and I would love to see us, you know, increase and so on, I think it's still more um, what can you get started? Um, you know, you look at, uh, I, think, I think Sprint probably sets on something around the tune of 300 patents. The question would be, are there some we can get out of there and turn into businesses? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've spoken with them about it, sure. and, and trying to work through that brings on its own set of challenges. But I'm not a big um, research uh, uh, patent kind of guy. I'm more of um, how do you get a business started? You know, I, I love the saying, um, pioneers got slaughtered and settlers got rich. So, you know, it's not always the first person into the market. <laughs> right. Um, sometimes it's um, a variation of what maybe was tried the first time or a variation of what's in the market or putting things together differently. Um, for instance, um, one of our companies basically uh, worked with uh, adolescents who have diabetes have to test themselves literally 18, 20 times a day. And what what they saw was they were testing themselves and capturing that data to a very local device they carried with them, saw their doctor once a quarter, and then the doctor would look at the data and say, oh, you know, 60 days ago, we should have made an adjustment. Well, they basically combined um, technology with cellular and so on, capture it real time, send it to the caregiver organization, and you could make that change instantly, right? Mm-hmm. All of the technology existed, but somebody needed to put it together. Right. And I think um, if you look at that, some of the most successful companies we have today um, sort of made some variations to what existed in the marketplace. I used to say that, that you know, Jobs was a genius for convincing us all that we needed this small device that could carry a thousand songs and we could carry it with us. And then I, I stepped back and said, well, you know what? We had a disc man before that that Sony mm-hmm. came out with, and we had cassette tapes, and we have eight, oh, those of us who are old, we had eight tracks. And so it was a variation. Right. How do you make it more convenient? And so we try to encourage a lot of entrepreneurs, um, think about an existing problem. Who gets up in the morning and says, boy, if I had this, my life would be easier, and then solve that problem. 
Yeah, and and you don't you don't even have to know how to put it all together either. To no. your point, you can help them with people who can who can assist with that. Let's talk about the opportunities ahead. You mentioned the energy sandbox. Mm-hmm. That's one. What where else do you see this? And by the way, all the stuff that you've been talking about, it's hard to. I have to remind people it's only three years old. It, yeah. It's not very old. And, and I will so, also remind you that my entire full time staff is in the room with you. Exactly. So, um, exactly. So, you know, we've kept the overhead as minimal as possible mm-hmm. because our goal was how much of the how much of our funding can we give out, right? Um, again, it's a volume business, right? We said improve the quality, but improve the quantity. So we have to find more and more. And what what amazed me was we have some incredibly bright, talented, creative people everywhere in the city. So you just some of them just need to know come forward and we'll help you mm-hmm. get connected. Um, we've done a couple other things. Uh, city of Olathe, unfortunately, um, I, I, the program doesn't get any funding from the from the Kansas side of the line, the state of Kansas. Uh, we get a tremendous amount from the Missouri Technology Corporation, sure. MTC, mm-hmm. as well as the U.S. Commerce Department has funded us a couple of times. They love the results. Um, uh, you know, politics aside, there seems to be a bit of controversy going on on the Kansas side. So um, there's no funding coming from that side of the state line. Um, the city of Olathe uh, approached us and said, look, how could we be a part of this? And so uh, we have a unique partnership with the city of Olathe. From that, just recently in, in July, we announced the City of Independence said the same thing. The nice thing about the program is when they provide um, sponsorship dollars, we then find entrepreneurs in those geographic areas. And what we found was they look different, right? The mm-hmm. ones that may want to be in the crossroads and be downtown or, or be at Startup Village look a lot different than the ones that may reside in Olathe or the ones that may reside in Independence. They may be in different um, ex- areas of expertise, and so uh, we set out to expand um, a couple of ways, geographically, which those two cities allowed us to do it, and then could we get into a, to another sector, if you will. Mm-hmm. And besides so now the, technology. Um, besides Maybe the IT. manufacturing So we said the engineering, yeah. okay. and we said, what sectors can you get into that a small amount of project funding can make a difference? Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, we can't do pharma. I mean, it, it, it just oh, sure. it, it takes millions, yeah, right? Yeah, all those tests so, and trials, sure. We're looking um, – we've had some suggestions of other areas, maybe um, – in the medical device space, a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of things going on in the wearable space. Right. Well, and, and they merge with the technology. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what we looked for. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, what we look for are scalable business ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say I, I, I'm a lover of what I call lifestyle businesses mm-hmm. that that you know you may be a one or two person consulting shop and you do terrific and you may employ three or four. We're trying to find the scalable, right? right. Who could grow to a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred mm-hmm. employees? And so that's kind of our our um, overriding um, criteria is is a scalable idea. So we'll continue to look. Um, we've been pretty cautious with we're having success. Let's not screw it up by trying to make the program do a lot more mm-hmm. things than, than we set out to do. We also fill a real gap in the ecosystem, so stay there. Um, someday we don't see the volume coming into the sandbox, then maybe we've fulfilled our mission and we can move on. But I think that time's um, going to be pretty far down the road because you've got to, as I say, you got to feed this funnel all the time, right? What I would like to see is more programs at the high school level and the mm-hmm. middle school level to encourage um, people to, those young people to think entrepreneurially because that's going to be where we're going to stimulate the ideas. And we've got to, right? We have to have a lot, a lot, a lot of ideas. They'll filter, the market will filter them out. Yeah, well, or the standardized testing in the schools will filter them out. I don't want to get too crazy or go too far in that direction. I've I've tried to convince them to at least incorporate coding into 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 their curriculum somewhere, and it's difficult for them to fit it in. But, you know, we have a real 
like most cities, well, all cities in the in this country, we have a, we're starting to see now the demand for the kind of coding skills that you need to build these kinds of companies. Um, we don't have enough, and we and so I'm not sure you could ever have enough. So how do you how do you start that a little earlier? And and it's not you know I don't mean that we're taking middle school kids and turning them into programmers, but there are ways to introduce them mm-hmm. into that area that you may pique interest. And so if we could get 10% of them to have some interest in that area at that age, um, you know, I've seen a lot of our entrepreneurs are self-taught coders. They were gamers. Mm-hmm. And they looked at it and said, well, I figured out the hacks for the game to get to the next level. Wow, I'm intrigued. So then we have the tools. You have the tools online today to teach yourself how to code to a fairly proficient level. And they went out and so your first versions of your product, you could do yourself. And so I, I, it continues to to convince me we could we could be helping our young folks in that area because if you can learn to code you're not going to be unemployed in my lifetime and you're probably not going to be unemployed in their lifetime and with a little bit of experience you're making a very very good living and if you want to work for a big company like Cerner and Sprint mm-hmm. and DST fine you want to work for small companies they need them you want to be a freelancer you want you want to work at 11 o'clock at night in your pajamas feel free to do that <laughs> yeah. I mean it just gives them so much opportunity right there's a place for them mm-hmm. yeah no matter really no matter is. where they want to gravitate so you're doing wonderful things um, you yourself I mean full of passion like you said you're looking at the staff uh, I'm looking <laughs> at staff our listeners aren't but I've uh, known you for a long time Jeff and you uh, you certainly have contributed a lot to the community, and, and really thank you for everything that you do. Oh well, you know what? It's it's. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, um, you know, about work. I said, mm-hmm. well, I got to tell you, I don't really work. You know, the old adage that if you love what you do, you don't really go to work. I, I love what I'm doing now. Um, it seems to be the perfect spot for me. Um, I love helping folks. I tell folks I'll help you any way I can, and sometimes it's just a connection. Yeah. And, you know, when you get old and gray-haired like me and you've been in the same city forever, <laughs> and, you know, what I love about Kansas City is you're about you're, you're probably two degrees separated from anybody. And right. so a lot of it's just can I get you to the right person. It absolutely and, is. And uh, so it's, it's, it's been um, – it's exceeded my wildest expectations when I jump back into the uh, entrepreneurial side. I love it. Um, tend to stay involved one sh- way, shape, or another, and have just been fortunate. Um, there's a lot of folks that have helped the sandbox. A lot of, um, you know, folks behind the scene that uh, don't get enough recognition. So um, we'll just keep we'll just keep keeping on as the saying goes. And um, fill the funnel. And keep us posted on all of that. You know I will, Kelly. (laughs) And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at IThinkBigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.